and, and welcome to Excuse Us the podcast. Excuse Us is about sharing our unfiltered stories with a lot of love, laughter, and good vibes. So grab a drink, alcoholic or otherwise, we won't judge and chill with your favorite girlfriends. We are back for episode number 22 and we have a very juicy, cool topic for today. So Shani, what are we going to chat about? So we're going to talk about the standards of beauty for men and the standards of beauty for women um, and what that looks like across different platforms or we represented and all the stuff like that. So let's get right into it. Cool. So, girl. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be classic. saying that like no. <laughs> I mean, I've got a ponytail, so that's how much of a hat. You know, that makes me think, I'm in my head, back and forth. Yeah, me too. So old. <laughs> I'm not whipping anything because I've got a headscarf on. <laughs> exactly. This is my standard of beauty today, okay? <laughs> Amen to that. My son loves BTS tracksuit. <laughs> so let's think yeah. about like what is the standard of beauty now, like in 2022? Because we know like things change like mm. all the time. If I look back at like when I was younger, maybe like standards of beauty was more like if I think about 90s with more. I would think Jennifer Aniston. I would think um, Amazon. Yeah, I would think Jessica. Black Woman with like uh, Nia Long with the short pixie cut, petite, you mm. know, kind of thing. Um, who else can I think about? Gabrielle Union. Even she, well, she's a stand of beauty today because I think she doesn't yeah, age. She I don't know what time. she's drinking. I need some. <laughs> I mean, it's working. <laughs> It is, it is absolutely working. Uh, yeah, so I feel like the the standard of beauty back then was like you need to be like a certain like you know very skinny, you know, and have that certain body shape. While it has and it changes over the years. So now, mm. I think last year it was more about you know, I don't know if there's so much so this year because really I don't really follow people. I do what I want, but like you can see like the body shape that people want yeah. people say it's a kim k body shape but technically really she didn't like that's not her real body shape so i don't know if really she mm. was saying it's a kim k body shape <laughs> but every let's just say everyone wants to look more pear shaped or coke yeah. bottle maybe or, I don't our, know. or hourglass <laughs> hourglass yeah <laughs> yes okay and had big booties basically firm one <laughs> Big bitties, big lips, and small little waist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> actually. My brother, when he comes to the UK, he often says to me now, does everyone do lip injections? Oh, my gosh. As like, young as 18. I didn't. You know what? I never realized. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it because I'm the first one rushing to get, like, a one of those two-faced lip, like, extreme lip. Um, oh, yeah, that makes your lips tingle. <laughs> exactly I'm the first one yeah. to do it it's just it's a comment that he made versus like France where maybe the standards of beauty are slightly different 
Um, mm. So do you, so talking about then how we feel those standards have evolved, and I don't see the standards, but what we're seeing in terms of representation, do you feel that the beauty standards are more representative or do you feel they are more inclusive or do you think that actually it's just a different problem? I feel like people are trying to be more inclusive, but they're inclusive. Um, so wait, print, when I say inclusive, it could, be like different, it could be like different body shape, different height, yeah. different physical abilities, I different people, height. Yeah. People are trying to be inclusive on print, like on mm. the surface they are. Um, that you just want the world to see that you are portraying it in your ad campaigns and etc. Mm. Like people of different body shapes, races, yeah. aesthetics, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But is your organization and people who are making the decisions, mm. is your organization diverse? Um, mm. Does it represent the people which you're selling to? I think that's more of a big thing to me than seeing a black person in a campaign. Um, I want to know if if women are making the decisions. I want to know if black women are making the decisions. I want to know if you have people um, who are queer making the decisions. Like, you know, I just want to know that people are represented not only in ad campaigns, but also in the workforce. I think that's very, very important. So I think, like, personally, I think about um, standards and how they've evolved. And to, to your point, when I was younger, same the um, standards were very uniform and there wasn't many diversity in terms of body shape, height, skin tone, hair types, different abilities as well. And I think Mm -hmm. to me that was a problem. Now when I look at different brands, different companies around, then I do think there is a broader spectrum of either products that cater for a wider range and a wider, you know, I'd say community. But then at the same time, I still think that because of um, image manipulation, filters, apps, etc., what we're seeing might not be as real as it could be. So I think that though there might be a bigger effort from certain brands and companies to at least in front Mm -hmm. of the camera, not behind the camera, but in front of the camera, to be more inclusive and representative, the image um, is still, you know, blurred and it's not still very realistic. And I, um, I listened to a couple of podcasts recently. One was talking about... Kim Kardashian made a comment and said, if I have achieved those beauty standards, and she was talking about weight loss, I think, and um, um, being toned, then anybody can do it. And um, she, was being criti- <laughs> she, was being, she was being criticized by um, certain beauty journalists because they were explaining, actually, not everyone can financially afford, there is maybe the effort and the commitment but then can everyone yeah. afford a nutritionist, a um, fitness instructor, can um, anyone like... Exactly, a personal chef. 
Like, yeah. if I had personal chef and a nutritionist and, like, you know, I can order, not even a, even a personal chef, like, you can order in your meals or afford to order in every single meal from particular restaurants or people or chefs who you know um, put clean and use certain products, then all of us will be skinny or all of us not necessarily skinny but have the body shape which we desire. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't think... I, I, I hate when people say, oh, it, you know, like, you can do it. I can do it too. Like, no, we don't have your the same means. I'm sorry. We don't. Mm-hmm. And actually, I want to, like... And it I makes want... her, she wants to feel like, oh, I'm ordinary. But no, you're not. No. <laughs> you're not. Definitely not. You're not, not the girl next door. Either. I'm sorry. You will never be. You can't be the and... girl next door and walking around in head-to-toe, you know, designer. Like, mm. the average person doesn't do that. The average person can't afford that. The average yeah. person is trying to pay for their gas bill. The average person is struggling to pay for their petrol. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. be realistic. I think she's yeah. out of whack. <laughs> and there is there is this point around. Obviously, we're talking as women, but there's a report um, that was looking at as you and I were just talking about today's topic, um, which is actually from a creative agency called Amplify. Uh, which was published this year and there found that 60% of UK men believe brands have a responsibility to shame modern society, but only 54 see themselves represented in advertising. So I think it's mm-hmm. it just brings the questions as well around actually representation does affect people's mental health, whether you identify as a man, as a woman or like non-binary, because ultimately if you can't be what you can't see. And I know that's a bit of a cliche. That's one thing. But then the that's other thing true. is you construct yourself, you know, you construct yourself by the set of values and the set of imagery that's provided to you. Um, so mm-hmm. I believe... Yeah, but then also, that... also as well, like if you... Mm-hmm. Like ultimately, if you don't see like yourself represented in the media, it feels like you don't belong to what is being, yes. like you don't belong and to you're not this, acknowledged. This, basically, you're not, it's not okay for you to be here. Yeah. Like subconsciously, you're saying that. Yeah. You're not worthy to be here. You're not worthy to be yeah. represented. You're not worthy to be seen. Mm. And people don't realise that that is, that is how it's taken. And I think people have dealt with it in so many years silently. Yeah. and just accepted that that's how it is. Like, people have their own channels. Like, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure that people of Asian communities have their own channel. People of Black yeah. communities have their own channels. Even people who are foreigners have their own channels, which they watch regularly because they know that that channel can identify with them as a person, mm. identify with probably culture, language, etc. Um, that make probably the country which they're living in mainstream doesn't represent or doesn't acknowledge. Mm. And sometimes people don't understand that, especially... I find that if you're a foreigner, like you can more identify with other people struggle or someone who is othered, I should say, not necessarily yeah. a foreigner. Someone who is othered, maybe someone who is identifying as gay, non-binary, etc., or someone who's black or a different ethnic background, or someone who's even foreign. You can identify more with other people's struggle because society has othered you as well. So like when you're seeing like when you don't see yourself represented, it's really, really a problem. I think that people who are white maybe don't understand it because they've always seen it as the norm and they have that privilege yeah. to see everything or see people like them <coughs> represented 
Mm. you know in society and on tv and on mainstream media they don't have to when they go away google if that place is racist they don't have to when they go in an area google whether that place is racist they don't have to they don't have to google whether that place caters to black people they don't have to go into boots and think okay um they know that they're going to find their match they know they're going to find their color Mm. like whereas with every other race it's not that way they know that when they go in an organization they will be the majority with other races is not that way and with other races they're not necessarily going to be represented in workforces and they might feel othered in a place where they spend more than like that they spend most of their time eight hours a day so you know people I don't feel like people don't really understand no drifting away from beauty a little bit but understand how great representation um how greatly it affects people and how it's so important in society yeah I think you said we're deviating from beauty I don't think we're deviating from beauty because Mm. you know beauty and representation on tv is just one of the ways in which you show that you are inclusive of a community and you're respectful and you know like what you put on tv is a reflection of also how you treat people through policies and you know how you treat people from like a rights point of view etc so um even though it might be in different ways I think it's just a very important point that you're raising and obviously as a Caucasian person and I'm sure Caucasian people listening to it um would appreciate you reiterating that um we have to put ourselves in the shoes of non-Caucasian people, but then also mm-hmm. that there are so many things that a person of colour has to think about, which I would never have to like take into consideration, like going on holiday in August, say, for instance. Like, I I wouldn't, you know, I will look at, like, is there Wi-Fi? You know, do can I, is that a gym club? Am I close to the beach? That's yeah. the extent of it. Um, but you're raising a very good point, Um so thank you for that. And I want to discuss no about your beauty routine, Chani. Oh, gosh. Okay. I feel like my well, beauty routine was so much better in lockdown because I had time. Right now, it's just like, okay. if I get, like, I wash my face twice a day like I'm supposed to. Good, but good. <laughs> I, I mean, some do people don't. Like, I, I used to be masking films like everything like I used, to, I used to do it the works in lockdown like literally my skin mm. was like butter <laughs> mm. it was so smooth so like but right now I'm struggling to try to figure out what the hell is going on with my face some one minute mm. it's like peeling the next minute it's super oily like it just mm. has a mind of its own, of its own. and I feel I've like read I read an article about skin's emotions and I feel like my skin has oh. its own persona. Yeah, skin's <laughs> emotions. So, like, your skin is sad. Like, in Asia, um, some brands talk about skin through emotions. So, like, your skin is burnt out, your skin is mm-hmm. upset, your skin is worn out, you know, things like this. And I just very much feel that way. I have – um, so I work in the beauty industry, so I'm, like, the worst um, because I love everything mm-hmm. and I love trying everything. Um. I have a morning routine, <laughs> I have an evening routine, um, I have products in between the days. So like, <laughs> yeah, so I have like a midday routine, maybe I should say. Um, <laughs> but I have found that less, which is kind of ironic, is more. So at the beginning of COVID, 
I because we were isolating, um, I spent I tried to discover loads of different kinds of peeling. Um, so from lactic acid to glycolic acid, etc. And my skin ended up being overly sensitized and I ended up breaking out like so bad. Um, my dad made a comment mm-hmm. out of it one day, not that he meant it rudely, but he he said, oh, you, how come you've got spots? Because I had never had really spots when I was younger. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm definitely not 15 anymore. So, um, and I was like, dad, you don't really say that to like a woman, but okay. <laughs> um, so I've done, I've overdone it. But then that was kind of that, but I do like vitamin C in the morning or like vitamin D. And then I do um, hyaluronic acid. I do SPF, moisturizer. I also tend oh, to SPF do like, is a, a must. Toner. No your skin tone. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And you know what? A lot of um, dermatologists that have been speaking with um, through work were saying that sometimes people of color have been taught that they didn't need SPF like very wrongly mm-hmm. uh, previously um, and actually yeah. that they are now like starting to teach from like a very young age um, to be honest yeah. to everyone like Caucasian people we just you know like send was like that's fine you know you, they used to, you might you used to eat baby oil and just go in the sun <laughs> exactly exactly we used to be plastered with SPF when we were kids like 50 very thick not probably spread out <laughs> I was so ashamed to walk I was so ashamed probably to walk looking whiter thick. than you did <laughs> yes exactly looking like a ghost being so ashamed that everyone on the beach will look at me and see me very uncomfortably um so yeah so now I use just a good like 15 which I probably should use 30 SPF anyways but we are mm. leaving London there is never any sunshine um besides now and I've got this is a rarity that we're having this heat wave this week like yeah and everyone's going crazy yeah exactly but I'm like quarantined (laughs) so like the best week to be outside and to tan I'm literally stuck in my oh my gosh and you're stuck inside yeah I'm so excited like test negative in the next couple of days at least you'll be able to enjoy the back end of the sunshine yeah I'll sit at my fake like balcony guardrail situation and like try to get a tan somehow <laughs> you'd be like I'm outside you'll, you'll probably get cabin fever you'll be leading out the window tell me how yeah. to sit. yeah tell me how is it out there what is it like please tell me um but that's kind of like the beauty routine and then with the the heat I've got like a toner spray through the day um like a good um Roche Posay water um, thermal water spray is oh, good to I have. Use, on uh, uh, how do you say it? Avin, Avin, Avin. Yeah, Avin. I use their water spray. Avin is really good. Oh my god, it's, I love it. It's so I expensive it though in the UK. I, I have, the mini, <laughs> I have the mini okay. one. I have the mini one, and it lasts me for ages. When I went away, yeah. I bought it. I was like, I'm going to need this for the plane, and I kept spraying it on the plane. I felt so refreshed, and every time it's I was on holiday, really I kept spraying it. It was like literally, and no matter how hot it got outside, for some strange reason, that bottle kept cool. And everything it sprayed that was just is, so cool. I was just like, oh. That is it. really good. That is really good. So, like, that's, to me, that's the thing. And then what else? Beauty routine. Okay, so you're not good with skin. You're telling us. What about hair? Yes, tell us I, about I, your I like, hair no, like, I can tell you about skin. Like, uh, vitamins, okay. definitely vitamin C. Um, I was with oh, retinol. Friend. Loads of retinol at night. Loads of retinol. And I, niacinamide. You know what? I have a retinol like cream that has clojure acid, but I like I got it as a sample and I haven't used it recently. Maybe that's where my skin is acting up because I use it a lot in lockdown. Because we'll use it like every other day or something. 
and I used it in lockdown. My skin was so nice. I keep looking at the photos. And I'm like, why is my skin so nice there? And now I've like, like got spots everywhere. So, so, so retinol will help with like hydration, moisture, like. But then, if you want like even tone, it's more like niacinamide, like brightening, yes, clear, yeah. Yes, the but yeah, is, plen- I want, everything, plen- I want everything in one in one like cream. <laughs> is that possible? Well, then maybe you have to spend a lot of money. I mean, like some of the brands that have actually no, that's not true. So Honest Beauty has a uh, cream that's called the Hydrogel Cream, and it's I think eighty percent water, and it's got um, it's got niacinamide. I'm pretty sure it's got hyaluronic acid. It's got vitamin C. So it's got three or four very good core ingredients that are um, good for hydration, but brightening, you know, evenness in one product. When you said before about your skin having emotions, I find yeah. that is so true because you know yeah. what? Every time, every single time I have to go out, I get a spot. And I and like I say, for example, I don't go out, like proper out, out for like two weeks or something. My yeah. skin will be like, okay, clear. I might have a yeah. little spot, but nothing noticeable. But yeah. as soon as I'm ready to go out, I mean, like, proper, I need to be dolled up and take pictures. I'll have this big-ass spot in the middle of my forehead or my cheek, something, and, and a spot that just would not go away. Like, I mean, you're just praying. You pray to Jesus to be like, please let the spot go down <laughs> within two days. So it's so a, a very good one when you have spots. Um, well, first, don't touch it, which is very hard, you I know. You were telling me. But Roche Posay, yeah, yeah, AI is the best thing. You I'm gonna try that. Day you've got spot. You have like I do not travel without it. It's that simple. Like I went to my brother's this weekend. I had it. I always have it in my bag. Always, 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 always. No, because I have this one which I use when I had like at, you know my back and whatever. It's called like acne side, and I find that whenever I put it on my face, it's like it has in benzoyl peroxide. Whenever I put it on my face, it makes my spot into a cut rather than into like a. Uh, like getting rid of it it gets like, rid of it eventually out. but right so it lets it into a cut and I get a scab and I'm like I don't want a scab I just want you to go away <laughs> so yeah so try the roche posay it's really good and it's quite um the only thing that I would say is not that great is that it's white so when you go to oh, bed but you can use it at night yeah but then you have so what I haven't tried yet is brands that do acne um acne stickers that also have salicylic acid. <gasps> oh, I've like seen them. I've got some of them in my are, like, stars um, and hearts. I've got some in the office that I want to like try out. Um, I saw like I saw some, someone I can't remember on YouTube doing this, and I've got like they had a link to their Amazon store, and I've got it in my Amazon basket. Mm, I think there's a brand called Starface or something like this that does that. Yeah, like I've seen cool. them. I think. I, I might try them as well because I'm just like sometimes just like it's not even like okay the spot is like would you walk around with like spot stickers no yeah but it's meant like some of them have the clear ones yeah okay yeah the clear the clear ones okay but then you wouldn't walk around with like a star sticker or like a heart sticker I mean no one in London would buy mine I mean yeah I mean, ASAP Rocky has probably done it. So if, you know, he has done it, then I'm sure like it's calling, like it's calling up to be done. Um, I'm not sure I'm that cool, but um, okay. So just in terms of your favorite beauty products, Shani, what are they? Mm. Like something, okay. So you, you stuck on an island and you have to have one beauty product. It's not, it, 
just be skincare, skin cleansing. My vitamin C. My vitamin okay. C. Is that is that a serum? Is that cream? Serum. And okay. I recently got a sample of um this fresh beauty rose. Fresh, not fresh beauty. Is it fresh beauty or fresh? Um, this rose cream thing and it was the most luxurious thing I've ever put in my face I was like I need to get a pot <laughs> it was so good um I used it for a couple of days and I was just like oh my god I love it what is so it's no I, it's not so expensive but I mean for a cream in a pot it is like it's like I don't know 38 40 pounds for but I guess yeah, it will last a while because you're not going to like yeah. for a like you're not going to like use it. I mean, you're gonna use it at night, basically. I mean, still, still, like I find it quite. It feels yeah, so good. I don't even spend that much money on a moisturizer. Like I don't think you. I know. Need that much money. I need to put it on okay. my Christmas list. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Okay, so then my one, since I said the if I call AI, I'll say another one: the salicylic acid mask from the Ordinary. Um, really good. I haven't tried you, that, you know so good I always have one in my bathroom always 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 so like twice a week um especially if I like once a week um twice if I'm wearing a face mask or I'm on my periods then put it on the face leave it for five to ten minutes I tend to leave it 10 to 15 minutes just for like extra work um and really good to like remove um just impurity brighten your face um so this one I wouldn't leave without and then one product that have um, tried recently, which I've been presently surprised by, is called La Rosée, French, of course. Um, and it's like a chemist brand and it's natural. Um, and their mask, our face masks are like sticks, so a bit like milk makeup. And um, they've got one which is a nourishing, replumping face mask that you put on your face um it's agile based and then it dries up in about three minutes I'd say and then you just wipe it off and the skin so smooth so plumpy like like a baby's butt really really nice and it smells really good I need to it's, really it's, get um, it, but I feel thing. like I feel like when I I feel like another thing that really helped my 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 face when I was having adult acne was um which I haven't done in a long long time was having like facials or you know like microdermabrasion ever, ever so often that I think that really helped my skin tone like last year or year before whatever um whatever time it was that really helps but I haven't been having it recently so maybe that's why my skin has been a bit temperamental but like I just I just want no I just want normal skin again <laughs> mm, it's a lot of um like I mean no more skin I don't think I have no more skin so I'm not gonna pretend I know but it's no, like I'm uh, always gonna be beaming skin. from my forehead no matter what like I'm always gonna have yeah a I think yeah <laughs> some people like some people have like adult acne some people don't like I didn't have acne issues as a kid and then I had, ended up having acne issues as an adult and still when I see no, my skin has like, my skin has always breakouts, been temperamental yeah yeah I think I, I think my skin I've I don't know if I consider myself to have acne as a child, but I know my skin was temperamental. I did have, I did have spots. I didn't have them all over my face, but I did mm. like ever so often have like spots which I I battled with. Um, mm. but I didn't have like I was not one of these people that like oh I never had spots as a teenager. No, 
And then, like, as an adult, like, I hardly ever had them. And then, like, I think about four or five years ago, I I don't know what was going on with my skin. And I just got broke. I broke out completely. Like, literally, I had to, like, even, like, I was sent to a dermatologist and, like, he didn't do what I wanted. He just gave me, like, this, like, very strong, like, um, liquid thing to rub on my face. It was so strong. Um, and then I had to pay money to go to an actual, a, a, like, a, a dermatologist, this black lady, because I was like, I only trust a lady. Like, they couldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been And I was it. literally crying in her office. I was like, my skin. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um like, skin is... Bad skin is pretty traumatic. So should we close with the Sisterhood Minute focused on our beauty idol? And I'm going to hand over to you, Shani. Everyone knows who my beauty idol is. Like, I don't even really have to say it. Everyone knows. It's Rihanna! Yay! (laughs) Okay, so just to make justice to Rihanna... What's your number one favorite product from Fenty Beauty, Shani? So I haven't tried her Fenty Skin stuff, but my favorite product is I love my um, Kilowatt highlighter. I don't know if it's called Kilowatt highlighter, but it's like a duo, and it's called Ginger Binge and Mosca Mule in one like palette, and it's just like a highlighter. And then I like I can't name one. And then I also love my. Um, my bronzer because like it actually changes my makeup I can't believe I wasn't wearing bronzer before like literally it makes me look so good um and then like that's only like two out of the like loads okay. of so bronzer. maybe <laughs> so let's do the following we're going to do post we're going to do follow-up post everyone with Shani's favorite Fenty Beauty products <laughs> Rihanna you better pay me <laughs> I mean hashtag ad Thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Please share this episode with everyone and your mama. And follow us on Instagram at excuseus underscore the podcast. Tag us using the hashtags, hashtag excuseus underscore the podcast or XQZ us and to get in touch email us via excuse us the podcast at gmail.com wishing you peace love and good vibes from us to you all until next time